Welcome to the Envision Rise podcast show, a podcast that helps foster respect through inclusion, service, and equity. Now here's your host, Stacey Hegarty. Welcome to the Envision Rise podcast. I'm Stacey Hegarty, Vice President of Equity and Inclusion for Envision Rise. Our guest this episode is Yesenia Tostado. She is the Executive Director of Project Azul. Thanks for joining us today, Yesenia. Thank you, Stacey. I'm happy to be here. So let's get right to it. Tell First of all, tell us about yourself, tell yeah. us about your professional history and a little bit about what you're doing now. Sure, absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here with you all this this um, afternoon. My name is Yesenia Tostado. As Stacy mentioned, I currently serve as Executive Director of Project Azul. Um, my background actually is mostly in college and career attainment, um, specifically for underrepresented populations. So I worked for um, about 10 years in higher education, working with high school students to help them bridge the gap between um, getting from high school to college. Um, with that, I also worked in, in career advancement in the traditional sense of internship to career. Um, I've worked in, in both the higher education space and nonprofit space, um, always focused on serving and working with underrepresented populations. So this work that we do here at Project Azul really aligns with just my personal passion, my background, um, a lot of, of um, people who are just you know near and dear to my heart in, in terms of um, you know my family members, close friends, um, so the transition to work then with adults in this non-traditional sense, which is really natural and, um, a natural next step for me professionally. I, I love when people's careers take them kind of into a natural change, but not a change when you're, especially when you're working with college students who are perhaps the first to attend higher education or the first to attend higher education in the U.S. as opposed to someplace else, which is a very different experience. So let's talk Project Azul. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Project Azul is a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to work with individuals who are unemployed or underemployed and provide them with the support that they need in order to get from that unemployed or underemployed um, status into a full-time job that offers a career pathway to advancement. Um, so we do that by offering uh, services that really complement um, a working person's life, a busy um, individual, adult, with competing priorities. We provide um, individualized coaching services, barrier busting support, as well as training through our training partners at Vincent's University and Purdue University, and then job placement at one of our employer partners. So we work with a number of employers to provide either direct hire opportunities that are full-time and benefited or temporary to permanent employment opportunities. Um, we work mostly with with adults. Um, we work mostly with people in that 25 to 44 year old range, although we don't have any any requirements in terms of um, being in that in that age range to connect with us. You can be just 18 and older and, and have that desire to work in a blue collar industry, specifically logistics and manufacturing are the industries that we support. Okay, fantastic. So tell me, what does it look like? Let's, uh, what, what would your average client experience with you from the beginning of your relationship to the point where your relationship is over and they're off into their career? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So we connect with individuals through a number of different avenues. And, and when we connect with individuals, we conduct a comprehensive intake to really understand where they are in their life and what their needs are. Um, this support is individualized. We don't, you know, recruit in like a cohort manner. Um, individuals can connect with us at any point. We offer trainings ongoing throughout the year and then provide them with that individual support to make sure that they have their basic needs met, that we're helping them with any professional barriers or personal barriers. Barriers that, were, barriers that we're able to support, um, and then enrolling them into one of our training programs. So we enroll individuals into um, a handful of different trainings that we support through, again, Vincent's University, their Logistics Training and Education Center, or Purdue University, their Manufacturing Extension Partnership. And those trainings, they are short, and they are accelerated, and they're very much aligned with employer demand. So um, our trainings are, are short. They're anywhere from two days to 10 days. Those days tend to be full days. They tend to be eight hour days because um, they're pretty comprehensive. So our trainings, you know, even though they're short, they do cover a lot of information during that time. Um, once a participant completes our training, they receive a certificate of completion from uh, one of the partner universities that we offer that training through. And then um, they work again with our coaches to, to understand um, what they need in a job. So that consideration can be what side of town do you need your job to be on so that your commute is is manageable? What shift do you need so that you're able to manage other responsibilities in your life, whether it's, you know, child care or, or home responsibilities, you know, just what what else is important to you in um, making sure that we identify that from our employer partners. And then um, also, what wage do you need? I think that's a really critical thing to consider as mm -hmm. well, because we know a lot of um, adults, especially those that are going from that entry level position into a better position, have a minimum standard that they need to meet in order to make ends meet, in order to have some money to, to put away. Um, so we also consider that in our in our placement and referral to our employer partners. We also then, once we refer an individual to an employer partner, we continue to stay in contact with them to really understand how is your job going? Are there any barriers that you're facing? What kind of additional support do you need? Um, and then continue to hopefully track them through their through their career growth. And is this at a, a cost to the to the clients that you're working with? How how does that work? Is there tuition? So there is no cost to our clients. We are um, funded through the generosity of, of a lot of um, local partners here in, in the city of Indianapolis. So we're funded uh, mostly through charitable foundations. Okay. Now Project Azul came about sort of as a, I guess I would describe it as a solution to a problem that you were seeing, that there were lots of temporary workers who were being offered permanent roles, but weren't really accepting them. So what was going on at the time and how did you go about bridging the gap there? Yeah, um, so that's a great question. So we have a really interesting history. We were founded by um, Tom Morales, who's the co-founder of the Morales Group, which is a staffing agency in Indianapolis. And um, kind of the problem that they were seeking to solve in founding Project Azul and launching a pilot out of the Morales Group was understanding why individuals, as you said, were being offered full-time roles through um, their employer partners, but not accepting them. And what they found is that individuals were being offered entry-level roles. 
Um, and these entry-level roles were not paying the, the salaries or wages that they needed in order to make ends meet. So they preferred to stay in a temporary role or, or obtain a new temporary role so that they could, you know, continue to, to um, gain a, a, um, a salary that, that helped meet their, their needs. Um, so they started to kind of dig into how can we help solve this? How can we provide a solution for these workers that helps lift them out of these entry-level roles while also ensuring that our employer partners are um, receiving, having their needs met as well, receiving a skilled worker that, that aligns with their needs. Um, so they piloted the concept of Project Azul out of the Morales group it, with that in mind after having conversations with temporary workers, after having conversations with employer workers, uh, I'm sorry, employer partners. And then through those conversations and the success of the pilot, they had a desire to scale the effort. Um, scaling the effort is is hard unless you have, you know, others contributing to to the support of um, the populations that, that they were serving. And... Um, through that effort or through that desire to scale, they founded Project Azul as a nonprofit, um, which really gave, gave us the opportunity to scale it in a number of ways. We were able to scale the populations um, that we serve by partnering with new community-based organizations, as well as um, different community initiatives to attract um, participants. We were also able to expand the employer partners that we serve to be able to provide opportunities, not just through the Morales Group, but through a number of different um, employer partners who also had a need for workers. Now, through the Morales, the Morales group has, I, I believe, four pillars that the organization keeps at the center of what they're doing. And the Project Azul group kind of fills that skill enhancement pillar. If I'm getting this right, please correct me if I'm wrong. Let's talk about what kinds of skills are you seeing people come to Project Azul with already existing? And then, you know, you've mentioned Vincennes and Purdue as educational partners and the programs that are focused mostly on logistics and manufacturing. But what kinds of skills should workers have before starting the program? And then what will they walk away with? What kinds of more specific skills will they have? Yeah, I think in terms of what kinds of skills they should have, um, it's really just that desire to advance, that desire to to progress, that um, desire to to you know commit to a program, um, even though they are short, just to to be able to commit to that program and um, really um, be willing to and able to apply that knowledge um, immediately, right? Because our goal is to get people into employment with a short turnaround. We don't want them to continue to be unemployed, you know, six months down the road. We want them to be in employment within um, a few weeks, um, ideally, right? So I think it's just being in that time in your life where you're able to, to commit and, um, you know, fully commit so that you gain the full benefit of being part of the program. Um, and then in terms of what people walk away with, so we offer both the soft skills through our coaching. Again, our coaching is individualized. So if, a, if an individual needs specific skills with, let's say, interviewing or let's say um, presentation at work or communication with their supervisor, we're able to provide that through the individualized coaching. Um, and then we're able to provide those more tangible um, hard skills through our training programs. So um, some of our trainings, for example, include uh, forklifts. So we're, we train individuals on the OSHA principles of being a forklift driver, as well as on six different forklift trucks. So people can get that um, official um, industry license on operating six different types of forklifts. 
We also train individuals on team lead skills. So those skills that you need to be an effective team leader, um, to be an effective manager, um, and, and be able to apply those in the manufacturing or logistics setting. And then um, we also offer a training class that is a manufacturing skills for success, which is basically like a manufacturing boot camp. Um, it goes over, um, again, some of those soft skills that you need to be successful in the manufacturing space, but then also um, some very technical um, skills that you need for, for that space as well. And then in addition, we offer previous participants, so individuals that have completed one of those three trainings, uh, a training in OSHA 10. So again, it's another industry recognized um, certification that participants can receive to enhance their skills and be able to apply those to the workplace. It's so great that you, that you all are focusing on those short-term credentials as opposed to longer-term degree pursuits or things like that. I, these are skills that get people almost immediately into the workforce, it sounds like. Tell me, what are the demographics of the population that you're serving in general? Yeah, that's a great question. So we serve a very diverse population. We serve about 50% immigrant and about 50% native born. And then um, in terms of when you look at the racial and ethnic breakdown, it's about 40% Latino who we serve and about 60% Black. Um, I mentioned that the age of the populations that we serve tend to be that 25 to 44. So that, um, you know, adult, adult age, um, we also have a mix in terms of the education background. So about 60% of our population has just a high school diploma or less, and the other 40% has, has some college or may even have a degree. Um, some of the participants that we train are justice involved. So they have uh, previous criminal correct, um, previous uh, criminal convictions and, and they're working towards um, a better life. And we also have individuals who are industry changers who maybe because of the pandemic um, have, have decided to change into an industry where they feel like there's more stability or, or maybe just, you know, interested in shifting into a different um, industry for other reasons. So um, again, we, we just serve a very diverse uh, population of individuals um, a large population of individuals who are unemployed before they connect with us, about, again, 40% of, of the population that we serve um, comes to us without, without a job. So um, we're able to um, meet their needs and, and meet the needs of these diverse populations, again, because we're individualized. We, we have this, um, we implement this concept of, of care that you're coming to us as a human being. You have you have dignity. We want to treat you with respect, and we want to provide you with the support that you need to help you meet your goals. You mentioned about half of the the folks that you're helping are immigrants. What special challenges do newcomers to the U.S. face when they're looking for work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think anytime you think about just leaving your home and, and moving to a new country or even a new city, there's a lot of, you know, anxiety that comes with that. So so some of it is just relieving that initial anxiety and helping them um, understand that there are opportunities for economic stability. Of course, some have language barriers depending, um, you know, on, on their um, exposure to or proficiency of the English language. And here in, in Indiana, that, that can be a really critical barrier. Um, so uh, that's, you know, those are a couple of the, the barriers that individuals face. Um, sometimes we, especially with people from uh, other countries, they may be very highly skilled in their native 
country, but their credential may not transfer to the U.S. to where they're able to practice. So um, being able to to encourage and support them through um, training and and um, and support in achieving a, a professional career in a new industry, you know, that's something that we have to, to coach people through sometimes. Um, so really, it's it's just, again, identifying, you know, what are the, the barriers that, that you have and how can we provide you either with referrals to support um, supportive uh, services through English classes or um, our individualized coaching or workplaces that may have bilingual or, or multilingual staff where, where they can continue to advance. It's amazing work that you're doing. Absolutely amazing. For our listeners who uh, may want to get in touch with you, let's first talk about how does a potential worker get in touch with you if they'd like to find out more about the training opportunities with Project Azul? Yeah, so our website is a great resource, um, projectazul.org. That's a, a great place to really go to learn about our trainings, to see more about the work that we do, to read some success stories. Um, they can also call us. That's always a good way to contact us as well. So 317-472-7599. We're always happy to um, have that initial connection be over the phone as well. And is that where potential employment partners can reach you as well? Absolutely. Um, I think that phone number or also our, our general company email contact at projectazul.org is a great point of um, contact as well. Hey, last question. What about folks who are thinking about their charitable giving for the year and would like to make a donation to Project Azul? How can they go about doing that? Absolutely. So I'll redirect you again back to our website. Um, we have a donate button right on the top of that website and we appreciate all support. It all goes to helping us grow our work and reach more people. Well, Yesenia, thank you so much for sharing the really important work that Project Azul is doing. It's amazing. I love hearing these kinds of really proactive success stories that get people from unemployment to employment as quickly as possible, while also taking care of what their needs are in their personal lives. So we thank you for joining us today on the Envision Rise podcast. For anyone that would like more information about Envision Rise, you can find us at envisionrise.com. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, diversity and inclusion should not be treated as a one-off initiative. And so with your help, we can get this message to more people. Subscribe, rate, and review the show and be a part of making a difference because it starts with you.